Our scripture reading today is from the book of Colossians. Reading from Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. This is the word of the Lord. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if any of you has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in the one body. And be thankful. And let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. And with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, I wanted to start by showing you this uh, picture. It's really it's on a piece of wood. This has been hanging in some room of my house, or now it's in my office, actually, since I was a little kid. I mean, I think as long as I remember. Maybe I got it as a gift, or my parents got it as a gift when I was born. I don't know. But it's a nice little picture of a, a dock and someone sitting there with a the young man, you know, like a grandpa maybe. They're fishing together, so it's just supposed to be a really intimate, nice scene. And, and you can imagine this older man is saying to the younger boy these words. It says, try, try not to become a man of success, but rather a man of value. So you could say it again, try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. It's pretty good, isn't it? I like it a lot. It's Albert Einstein said that. And he knows a lot. He's much smarter than I am. I thought that's really good. And maybe that's why I've had it in my room. You know, even when I moved away to college, I had that hanging in my room. And I thought, you know, yeah, that's how I want to live. But it's one thing to say, oh, turn the camera. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. I like, I like the assertiveness. You know, it's, <laughs> that's, you could have that as a value that you, you value assertiveness, Kathy. <laughs> okay, so, you know, it's easy to say that we want to be persons of value, right? But it's a lot, it's a lot harder to live out because the way that our culture is structured, success is what's really uh, valued rather than becoming a person who is of value. And for me personally, it did not do me that much good to have that hanging in my room. I, uh, well, I had it out in, in, in Madison when I was going to school. Uh, I was failing out of school, right? I mean, I was not living, I was not becoming a person of value. I was trying to do the successful thing and, and build success into my life, but I was failing at it miserably. But it's, it's a real challenge for us. We all want to live out our values in line with our identity, 
of saying, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. And we want to develop our character. And what happens if we don't have a good example for that is we uh, do things where we say, I'm not that kind of person, but yet this is what's happening. Okay, so for me it was, I'm not the kind of person who fails out of college. I'm not the kind of person who stays up too late at night drinking and getting into all kinds of trouble. I'm really not that kind of a person. But yet, this is the lifestyle that I'm living out. And maybe you haven't found yourself in that situation, but you might say, you might, uh, say talk about somebody behind their back, like gossip or something, and then you know, after that happens, you're feeling this tension within, your, within yourself of saying, I'm really not the kind of person who talks poorly about other people. The kind of person I really am is a Christian. And we as Christians, we don't, we don't do that. But yet, you know, the examples that we get in the culture kind of uh, emphasize doing that. It's a lot harder to talk about ourselves than it is to talk about another person. There can be all kinds of examples of what I'm talking about. As humans, we need examples of the values that are in line with who we, want, who we believe we are right now and who we would like to become so that we can see how to live. We need examples of the values that we aspire to, to live into. That's true, isn't it? We really like to see examples of people who value, say, compassion. Examples of people who value generosity or forgiveness or self-sacrifice. We really are drawn to those. You would say those examples of people who live in that way are really compelling to us. Or people who stand for truth. People who stand for justice. But what happens if we don't have examples like that in our lives? What happens to our character if we don't know who we are and what we value and then say, well, I may not have an example of that right here in my life and in my community, but I'm going to become a person who values those things for other people. See, in our world today, the, the culture is, is not concerned about the quality of your character development. I promise you. <laughs> Do you think marketers or politicians or social media influencers, you know, I have to remember that that's a thing. Right? <laughs> Do you think any of those folks are interested in you being the best mom that you can be? Like the most loving and compassionate and forgiving and generous and self-sacrificing? I'm not trying to be negative here, but probably not. They're just most, most concerned about getting you to become the kind of person who is really dependent upon whatever they have to offer. That's just sadly the world that we live in. And so we as Christians, if we're not super intentional about saying, this is who God says I am. Okay, this is my identity. This is who God says I am. And this is what I value as a person loved by God. This is how I'm going to live. If we don't do that, someone else will determine the kind of person that you become. Even in your 90s. Okay? It's just the truth. We're continually becoming new people. The good news, friends, is that God pays more attention to the kind of person that you are. The kind of person that you are becoming. God pays more attention to that, that reality, than your successes, your accomplishments, your accumulations of what are you gathering in your life. You know, how's your, how's your retirement account looking? <laughs> I don't... I can't promise you this, but I don't think God is too concerned about that. 
I think God is more concerned about what's the quality of your character. Are you progressing in Christ-likeness throughout your life? What, is, what kind of person are you becoming? That's what God is committed to. God is committed to shaping you to become more and more in this life. To becoming more of the person that you were created to be. And God has demonstrated that He's committed to equipping you and enabling you to become more like Jesus in this life. That's the process that we call, here's a big theological term, we call that sanctification. Growing in Christ-likeness by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's, what, that's uh, what that means. God teaches us to embrace our identity as people who are loved by God. That's our identity. We are people who are loved by God. And to let our values and habits flow from that identity. So in the Bible, we see that God's commandments flow from being God's, first being God's people. So identity shapes values which then play out into day-to-day habits. That's what we see. So think of the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20. God says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. So every person who was hearing that declaration through Moses is saying, this is who we are. We are the people who were, who were delivered out of slavery by God. We belong to God. That's what God says. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of slavery. He's implicitly saying, you are my people. And then the rest of the Ten Commandments say, here's what you should value, and here's how you should live. And most people would agree now, most people would agree, no matter if they're Christian or not, that the Ten Commandments are a pretty good idea. They would. Okay, so that's one example. Another example is the Lord's Prayer. We start out with the statement of identity, and Jesus taught us how to pray this. Our Father. That's a collective statement of identity. And the rest of it shapes out. These are the things you should value, the posture you should have in life, and the habits with which you should live. So Colossians, the text that we read read today, is a really good example. And I I didn't tell you this ahead of time, Kathy, because I didn't know it was going to be you. But I actually have some slides here that I want to work through this this text line by line with you and show you where we see identity, where we see values, and then we also see habits. Okay, So there are so many different statements and uh, passages within the Bible that follow a similar template. It may not be exact, you know, identity, values, habits, but like the Lectio Divina text that we read earlier was kind of a reverse order. It said, okay, do these things and live in this way because you are God's people. So sometimes it might sh- show up that way, but we can see that God tries to tell us over and over again, who we are and what we should value and then also how we should live. Okay, so let's look at this example together. Colossians chapter 3, Paul says, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. That's a statement of identity. This is who you are. You're chosen by God. Set apart by God, even in the womb, the psalm tells us, the psalmist tells us. Holy and And beloved, God makes you holy. God says you are beloved. You are uh, deeply loved by God. That's who you are. That's your identity. Not anything anybody else tells you or anything you tell yourself about things that happened in the past or things you're worried about in the future of how am I going to show up. God says this about you. That's your identity. 
And then he goes into different values that we can have because of that, because of that identity. Clothe yourselves. Think about, okay, it's so much a part of you. It's just covering every, every part of your body. Clothe yourselves in compassion. These are all values. Kindness. Humility. Meekness. And patience. Okay? Those are values. And, and what else do we have, Kathy? Here's some habits. And I, I, one thing I want to say about these habits is that some of them are things we can do. They're actions, but they're also values. So bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, another forgive each other. So that's both a value, like we're the kind of people who forgive each other, but it's also an action of actually taking the time to forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And this is, the, this is one of the most important things. Well, this text, we'll skip over this one. That's just kind of a, a continuation of it. This is one of the most important slides that we could talk about today. Because so many of us say that we want to live out these values, okay? We want to be merciful. We want to be kind. We want to be compassionate. We want to be forgiving. We want to be generous. We want to be loving. We like, you know, we read these texts and we say, that sounds really, really nice and I want to live out my life as a child of God. But my question to you is, where in your life are you practicing compassion right now? Like, what spaces or what actions are helping you to do that? What, where are you getting the reps in for forgiveness? Where are you getting the reps in for unconditional love? Or speaking truth? Where are you exposed to it? To truth? See, the hard part is we oftentimes say like, yeah, this is what I think is important. These are my values. These are, this is my identity. And I want you to do that too. And if we're not living it out, if we're not being the example for other people, then what do you think that leads to? Just fighting. It's just butting heads, you know, or, or just being mad on the inside. I know lots of people who you know, just start talking about values and we're we're on the same page. I even know, like, we believe the same things. But they just get so angry about what other people are doing. I'm like, but we're on the same page. You know, we both believe in Jesus and we're trying to live out faithfully for Him. So why are we getting angry about that? Let's just live this out. So, to me, it seems like if we don't have a space where we're actually living out our values, we start to feel that tension inside and we don't know where it should go. We just let it out. And I think more and more people are letting it out in anger because they don't know how to create the space in their life to actually practice living out their values. Otherwise, why would we care so much? We would just say, well, okay, I trust that God is working through me. I trust that if I continue to be faithful to God in the ways that, that Jesus has instructed me to live, that you know, the long-term fruit of that is going to make a difference. We have to have the spaces. We have to have the practices, the habits that help grow those values within us. Otherwise, we'll become like somebody else wants us to become. 
And that's what scares me the most about what's happening in the culture today is that Christians are not as intentional as we could be about living into our identity as the people of God. That's the greatest threat to Christianity. It's just sometimes our indifference of saying, well, I'm, I'm pretty good. You are. I agree. But we can be super intentional. So Paul says, if you want to live into the identity, if you want to live into these values, these are some of the things you must do. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. So they had to be exposed to the Word of Christ in order for it to dwell in them richly, like to just settle into their heart and inform everything about who they are. Teach and admonish one another. I don't admonish that. I don't say admonish. It means just like correct. Like say, hey, what's going on with you? You know, it doesn't seem like you're living out your faith. Like we don't, we don't do that to any believers ever, you know, anymore. We, you might hope that I would do that to you, but that's awkward for me too, right? <laughs> Teach and admonish one each other. Hold each other accountable, really, in all wisdom. And with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. Now, these were some of the practices that the earliest believers that Paul would be writing to, these were some of the practices that they had available to them. It's not like we're going to say, these are the things that we need to do. But what we see in the Bible is an intentionality of like living our lives for God, of being faithful to God and representing God, being God's people. That's our identity. This is who we say we are. So these are the things that we value. Jesus says in John chapter 8, this is another good example. It's even more concise. We read in John chapter 8, Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in Him, "If If you continue in My Word, habit, it's a habit. If you continue in My Word, then you are truly My disciples. It's an identity. This is who you are. And then you will know the truth. It's a value. I'm going to know the truth. That's what I value. I'm going to know the truth. And the truth will make you free. That's a value and an identity. Someone knowing the truth and someone who is free because of Jesus. So what we see in the Bible is God's people being super intentional about their habits, clarifying their values, and those things flow from knowing who you are and whose you are. We are people who belong to God. So in the Christian uh, in the Christian tradition, we've seen a, a practice come up that's called the rule of life. I talked about this last week. The, a rule of life is a, a way to start living with greater intentionality in our spiritual life, taking ownership for who we are and who we wish to become, specifically in our life with God. So the author Ruth Haley Barton, who wrote the book Sacred Rhythms, says we should ask ourselves the question, who do we want to be? That's what I had up there. Could you flip it to the next side, slide maybe, Kathy? Start with the question, who do I want to be? And then ask, how do I want to live? Or even better, how do I want to live so that I can become the person that I want to be? So the challenge, according to Ruth Haley Barton, is, that, is to live in an intentional way in the realm of our spiritual lives because she says this, if we look closely at the way we live day to day, we may well notice that our approach to spiritual transformation is much more random and haphazard than our approach to our finances, to our home improvement, and our weight loss. Many of us try to shove spiritual transformation into the nooks and crannies of life 
that is already unmanageable rather than being willing to arrange our life for what our heart most wants. We think that somehow we will fall into spiritual transformation by accident. And I would say that is absolutely true. The greatest threat to Christianity is people's busyness. It's just saying, well, I don't have time for these things that I know are important that help me live into my truest self. I'm so busy. Yeah, (laughs) me too. But again, if we don't chart the course with great intentionality, then we're not living into our truest self that God made us to be. And then, worse yet, probably, is that other people aren't, aren't seeing the values that we say we embody. So that's the difficulty. So, writing out a rule of life with values and habits and even our identity uh, can help us to be more intentional in our spiritual life. So we can write things that we want to do or that we feel we need to do or are already doing. We can write out uh, things for a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, or yearly basis. You know, you just make it whatever you want it to be for yourself. So I want to read you a secular, secular quote because it's not like this is just a super spiritual thing that well, Pastor Chaz is just really into, but it's not for me. Okay? One of the best-selling books of the last couple of years is a book called Atomic Habits by author James Clear. Uh, it's an incredibly successful book. And he says, uh, try, he, it's a totally secular. He doesn't talk about Christianity, but it's very popular because people want to live into their identity. He says, trying to, you were, what we're talking about is trying to get to a place where your habits reinforce your desired identity. Who do you want to be? He says a lot of people pick New Year's resolutions or they pick their goals for the year and they think about what do I want to achieve? The question to ask is, who do I want to become? Who's the type of person I wish to be? And then say, what kind of habits reinforce that desired identity? So, If we look at this slide, this is a good place to start. You can ask yourself that broad-ranging question, who do I want to be? I know that that's actually really hard. It's hard for us to just envision, yeah, this is is my true self in Christ, and I'm just going to live into that person and really live out of that place. But here's here's a little bit easier way of thinking about it. You could say, number one, what is my identity? So you could say, uh, well, I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm a Christian. I'm a beloved child of God. You could say some of those types of things. Or you could just say, I'm the kind of person who, and then insert a value. So let's talk about it on a family level. Uh, my family growing up, we, were, we would say, we are, we're huggers. Right? So we would say, well, we're the kind of people who hug each other. So even if we were fighting... And I was about to leave. It's like, well, get over here and give me a hug because we're the kind of family who hugs each other. But maybe you say, I'm the kind of person who forgives people when they hurt me. I'm the kind of person who lets those things go. I'm the kind of person who just decides how I'm going to serve without paying attention to how other people are serving or what other people are doing. I'm just going to pay attention to my own actions. You know, you could, you could start in that place. The second place you could... You could start as uh, to say, or you could just build off of this, say, values. How do I want to show up 
when I go into the day when I face most of the, most of the things I face are out of my control, like 90% of the things I'm going to face are out of my control, how do I want to face that day? Do I want to be patient? Do I want to be calm? Do I want to try and be a good listener? Be understanding? How do I want to show up? You, you got to decide these things, okay? You have to make these choices. And number three, habits. This is how I will live to become the kind of person that I want to be. So some things are really easy for us to think about. Yeah, this is the kind of person I want to be. So diet and exercise come to mind. Our financial habits are really easy to think about. Things that we do are a lot easier to, to think about. But Scripture, reading Scripture shapes us more than most things that we participate in. And the opposite is also true. Those things that uh, we maybe know are not good for us to watch or be exposed to, they also shape us into a new person. They say something about our values. Most recently, I've been convicted by a, a comedy that we watch, and some parts are funny, some parts are heartwarming, but a lot of it is just every scene is sex and alcohol. It's like, well, this is kind of just bad writing, but it's also not stuff that I want to be exposed to. You know, like, I don't value... So I say to myself, I don't value that. As someone who's trying to become like Jesus, I don't, want, I don't need to put that stuff into my brain, even if it is just entertainment. Now, that's just where I'm at. You know, you've got to start where you're at. Start small. Don't, uh, don't should on yourself. <laughs> that's, that's something somebody told me. Because they always say, you know, I should do this or I should do that. Don't should on yourself. Okay, just start small. Start where you're at. You know, and just think about, even to build confidence, say, these are the things I'm already doing. And I'm just going to put that into a rule of life. I'm going to write that out and be intentional about these things. Because if you're not, then you're not going to become the person that God made you to be. You're just going to become like somebody that, that... other people want you to be. Now I want to show you this. We're getting a little long here, but I want to show you this. Because this sounds like a, this sounds like a big deal, right? This sounds like uh, I'm never going to be able to do this. I'll never have the time to chart out my course like Pastor Chad's talking about. It's just a super spiritual thing. No, it's not. This is just a little page from uh, one of those Thrivent books that some of you have gotten. It's just a little tiny, what's that, 3 by 5 That's all it is. And it's just, you see my chicken scratch on there? This is my rule of life. (laughs) It's it's super simple. I've just got it on both sides. And this is some little craft that Peyton or Baylor made for me. You know, it's like, okay, so I, I just set this by my Bible. And I just look at it from time to time. And I, I wrote down some of these things in a moment of quiet, you know, when I carved out some time where I wasn't going to be distracted by all the different pressures of life. And I just wrote out some things. So I wrote out some values. Following Jesus. Friendships. Truth speaking. Compassion. Listening. Uh, surrendering to God. Humility. And then I've got some habits. Uh, daily walk with my dog. Hey, that's pretty easy. You could write that out, right? Something like that. Seven hours of sleep. I'd like to get more, but seven hours feels like a huge win if I can actually get that. 
at 15 minutes of centering prayer, if I can, two or three times a day. Now, hardly ever happens. But this is saying, this is how I would like to live. And on the back, I wrote in some other things. Being a good husband and friend uh, to Gina. Being a good dad, which means being present and appreciative. Uh, not discussing church stuff at home. You know, so you could say like work stuff. I'm not going to discuss work stuff at home. Intentional times to grow uh, spiritually with Gina. And actually, I wrote this during the pan- like near the end of the pandemic. So I wrote, leave the house at least every other day. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's just, it's not, a, it's not a big thing. And it, actually, what I'd encourage you to do is just as you think of some things, just write them down, even on a little post note, or, or start a document in your phone. A lot of people do that. And just start trying to accumulate these things. Because if we don't determine the kind of person that we will become, we will just become like everybody else. But we can determine the, the type of persons we want to be and model those values to other people. And this is the most hopeful part. We can model those values and habits in a catchable way, in a, a compelling way to the people in our starting in our families, our households, and in our church, and in our community. Then we, can, then we can actually make a difference in the way that things are going in the world. And we don't have to be angry because we can say, I'm doing everything that God is asking me to do with my life. How do I know? Because every once in a while I look at my rule of life and I say, pretty good. Doing pretty good. Now I can just surrender the things that are outside of my control, which is the hardest thing to do in life. It is the hardest thing to do. But we can become an example for others of what it means to be a follower of Jesus or a Christian or whatever and see, let them see uh, the values and habits that we live by, that we live with. We can be the example for others that we all need. And we can be an example for each other. So hear this as we close, that you are a child of God. That's who you are. Holy and beloved. We are God's people. We are God's people. We are followers of Jesus. So let's live with, this intent, with the intentional habits of something like a rule of life so that we can experience the fullness of life that God created us for, that Jesus offers, and that the Holy Spirit makes available. Amen. take 30 seconds to either pray or just look at these questions and think about it or maybe write them down if you've got a pen with you so that you can look at it later. Let's just sit for 30 seconds and just uh, allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to us whatever we need and, and pray a little bit and to say, God, help me to become the person that you made me to be, that I want to be, that my heart longs for and show me how I can live.
Jesus, we thank you for the example that you've given us. uh, For not just telling us uh, who we are or telling us what we should value or telling us how we should live, but you actually modeled it for us. We can look to your life, if nothing else, in the Bible and, and see the way that you live, see the things that you care about, do the things that you did, like getting away for solitude so that you could pray uh, and be with your Father in heaven. And we're grateful for everything you've done for us and for your Holy Spirit that enables us to become more and more like you through this life and so that uh, our example could inspire others and, and draw them to you. So Lord, would you help give us the courage to be intentional with our choices in life and convict us of the things that need convicting so that we could maybe pull back from some habits so that we can make more space for others. But God, we trust that you will show us the way with the same kind of compassion and tenderness that you've shown us all along because that's who you are. Jesus, we pray this in your name. Amen. We've got a few um, announcements and a